This is a special episode of the Oldest Stories podcast, online at oldeststories.net. So a quick programming note before we begin. My day job is sometimes quite busy, and so I usually try to stay a few weeks ahead of the show in case I don't have time to upload by Wednesday. We had a special episode last week, and to get back ahead of things, I'm sticking this episode in here, because it seems like a good spot, and next week we will be returning to the main narrative as we open a new chapter in Near East history. But one thing I can do with these little interludes is to go back to hit things that I may have missed in the main narrative, or shorter bits that don't really fit in anywhere else. This week, I want to go back to the year 2000 BCE, to the fall of the last properly Sumerian dynasty housed in the city of Ur. Its fall at the hands of the Amorite warriors was memorialized in five great laments, each in the style of the earlier Curse of Aganda, which would become so famous and celebrated that they would create the genre of lamentations down through the ages, influencing biblical and Greek literature. In my episode, The Last Sumerian, Ibi Sin, I read out some from the Lament for Sumer and Ur, but this was just portions slotted into the end of the episode. Today, I want to read you what's probably the most famous of the laments, the Lament for Ur, as completely as the surviving text will allow. I find it interesting on its own as a piece of literature and performance, and hopefully it will get us more into the mindset of the Sumerians and their successors to read a part of their literary canon, a tale all literate men would have been familiar with. It isn't clear when it was first written down, but almost certainly sometime in the Isin Larsa period, quite possibly within living memory of the fall, and it would continue to be copied for centuries afterwards. This particular translation comes from the electronic text corpus of Sumerian literature, just like the majority of translations I use on here. In structure, it appears that it was meant to be performed, and was likely performed frequently for much of the subsequent history of Mesopotamia. It alternates between long kurgu and short gishgigal, essentially verses and chorus. While the exact form likely varied between performances, it's likely that the lament, when done in full, was meant to be recited by a group of about eleven, with each taking a verse and all intoning the chorus, in what would have likely been quite moving, especially for an audience with a cultural connection to the lost civilization. All I have is myself, and so I will be doing my best to read for you from the tablet. Also, for most of this show, I've been using conventional, more popular names for many gods and places, while this translation uses the more classical names such as Nibru for the city of Nippur, or Enki for Ea, or Inanna for Ishtar. I'm going to go with this stylistic choice, even though it doesn't really fit with what I've been doing for the rest of the show, since this is High Sumerian-style poetry, and I won't be analyzing it, just reading it for you, and hopefully we can enjoy it for the poeticism of the work. Please enjoy The Lament for Ur. He has abandoned his cowpen, and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. The wild bull has abandoned his cowpen and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. The lord of all the lands has abandoned it 
and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. Enlil has abandoned the shrine Nibru and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. His wife Ninlil has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Ninlil has abandoned that house of the Ki'ur and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. The Queen of Kesh has abandoned it and let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Ninmahas abandoned that house Kesh and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. She of Isan has abandoned it and let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Ninisina has abandoned the shrine Eglama and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. The Queen of Unug has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Inanna has abandoned that house Unug and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Nana has abandoned Ur and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. Suen has abandoned Ekishnugal and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. His wife Ningal has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Ningal has abandoned her Agrinkug and let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. The wild bull of Eridu has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. Enki has abandoned that house Eridu and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. Shara has abandoned Emma and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. Uj Sahara has abandoned that house Umma and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Bao has abandoned Irikug and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. She has abandoned her flooded chamber and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Her son Abbao has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. Abbao has abandoned and Maguena, and has let the breezes haunt his sheepfold. The protective goddess of the holy house has abandoned it, and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. The protective goddess has abandoned Atarsasir, and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. The mother of Lagash has abandoned it, and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Gatumdagash has abandoned that house Lagash, and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. She of Nigian has abandoned it, and let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. The great queen has abandoned that house Sirara and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. She of Kinirsha has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Dumazidabzu has abandoned that house Kinirsha and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. She of Guaba has abandoned it and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. Ninmarki has abandoned that shrine Guaba and has let the breezes haunt her sheepfold. In the chorus, she has let the breeze haunt her sheepfold. She groans grievously over it. O oh, cow, your lowing no longer fills the byre. The cowpen no longer brings joy to the prince. Second verse. O oh, city, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Your lament is bitter, O city, the lament made for you. In his righteous, destroyed city, its lament is bitter. In his righteous, destroyed earth, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Your lament is bitter, O city, the lament made for you. In his destroyed earth, its lament is bitter. 
How long will your bitter lament grieve, your lord who weeps? How long will your bitter lament grieve, Nana who weeps? Oh, brick-built her, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Wikish Nagal, your lament is bitter than lament made for you. Oh, Shrine Agrunkug, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Great Place Kier, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Shrine Brew, the city, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Brick Built Occur, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Gagishua, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Abshukyanha, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Brick Built Dirikug, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Tarsisir, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Magoana, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Brick Built Isson, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Shrine Eglma, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Brick Built Unug, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. Oh, Brick Built Eridug, the lament is bitter, the lament made for you. How long will your bitter lament grieve, your lord who weeps? How long will your bitter lament grieve, Nana who weeps? Oh, city, your name exists, but you have been destroyed. Oh, city, your wall rises high, but your land is perished. Oh, my city, like an innocent you, your lamb has been torn from you. Oh, like an innocent goat, your kid has perished. Oh, city, your rights have been alienated from you. Your powers have been changed into alien powers. How long will your bitter lament grieve your lord who weeps? How long will your bitter lament grieve Nana who weeps? And the chorus, in his righteous destroyed city, its lament is bitter. In his destroyed Ur, its lament is bitter. The next verse Together with the Lord whose house has been devastated, his city was given over to tears. Together with Nana whose land had perished, Ur joined the lament. The good woman to disquiet the Lord concerning his city, Ningal, to give him no rest concerning his land, approached him for the sake of his city. Bitterly she weeps. She approached the Lord for the sake of his house. Bitterly she weeps. She approached him for the sake of his devastated city. Bitterly she weeps. She approached him for the sake of his devastated house. Before him she makes its bitter lament. The woman, after she had composed her song for her tearful instrument, herself utters softly a lamentation for the silent house. The storm that came to be, its lamentation hangs heavy on me. 
raging about because of the storm. I am the woman for whom the storm came to be. The storm that came to be, its lamentation hangs heavy on me. The bitter storm having come to be for me during the day, I trembled on account of that day, but I did not flee before the day's violence. Because of this debilitating storm, I could not see a good day for my rule. Not one good day for my rule. The bitter lament having come to be for me during the night. I trembled on account of that night, but I did not flee before the night's violence. The awesomeness of this storm, destructive as the flood, truly hangs heavy on me. Because of its existence in my nightly sleeping place, even in my nightly sleeping place, truly, there was no peace for me. Now, because of this debilitating storm, was the quiet of my sleeping place, not even the quiet of my sleeping place allowed to me. Because there was bitterness in my land, I trudged the earth like a cow for its calf. My land was not granted success. Because there was bitter distress in my city, I beat my wings like a bird of heaven and flew to my city. And my city was destroyed in its foundations, and Ur perished where it lay. Because the hand of the storm appeared above, I screamed and cried to it, Return, O storm, to the plain! The storm's breast, though, did not rise. To me, the woman in the Agron Cug, my house of queenship, they did not grant a reign of distant days. Indeed, they established weeping and lamentation for me. As for the house which used to be where the spirits of the black-headed people was soothed, instead of its festivals, wrath and terror indeed multiply. Because of this debilitating storm, depression and lament and bitterness, lament and bitterness have been brought into my house, the favorable place, my devastated righteous house on which no eye has been cast. My house, founded by the righteous, was pushed over on its side like a garden fence. For Ikishnagal, my house of royalty, the good house, my house, which is given over to tears, they granted to me as its lot and share, its building falsely, and its perishing truly. Wind and rain have been made to fall on it, as onto a tent, a shelter on the denuded harvest ground. It's onto a shelter on the denuded harvest ground. Er, my all-surpassing chamber, the house and the smitten city, all have been uprooted. Like a shepherd's sheepfold, it has been uprooted. The swamp has swallowed my possessions accumulated in my city. And the chorus goes, Ur has been given over to tears. Verse On that day, 
when such a storm had pounded, when in the presence of the queen her city had been destroyed, on that day when such a storm had been created, when they had pronounced the utter destruction of my city, when they had pronounced the utter destruction of Ur, when they had directed that its people be killed, on that day I did not abandon my city. I did not forsake my land. Truly I shed tears before Un. Truly I made myself supplication to Enlil. Let not my city be destroyed, I implored them. Let not Ur be destroyed, I implored them. Let not its people perish, I implored them. But An did not change that word. Enlil did not soothe my heart with an, It is good, so be it. A second time, when the council had settled itself in the preeminent place, and the Anuna had settled themselves to ratify decisions, I prostrated myself and stretched out my arms. Truly I shed my tears before An. Truly I myself made supplication to Enlil. Let not my city be destroyed, I implored them. Let not Ur be destroyed, I implored them. Let not its people perish, I implored them. Anne did not change that word. Enlil did not soothe my heart with an, It is good, so be it. They gave instructions that my city should be utterly destroyed. They gave instructions that earth should be utterly destroyed. They decreed its destiny that its people should be killed. In return for the speech which I had given them, they both bound me together with my city, and also bound my Ur together with me. An is not one to change his command, and Enlil does not alter what he has uttered. And the chorus goes, Her city has been destroyed in her presence. Her powers have been alienated from her. Verse. Enlil called the storm. The people groaned. He brought the storm of abundance away from the land. The people groaned. He brought the good storm away from Sumer. The people groaned. He issued directions to the evil storm, and the people groaned. He entrusted it to Kingaluda, the keeper of the storm. He called upon the storm that annihilates the land, and the people groaned. He called upon the evil gales, and the people groaned. Enlil brought Gibel as his aid. He called the great storm of heaven. Then the people groan. The great storm howls above. Then the people groan. The storm that annihilates the land roars below and the people groan. The evil wind, like a rushing torrent, cannot 
be restrained. The weapons in the city smash heads and consume indiscriminately. The storm whirled gloom around the base of the horizon and the people groan. In the front of the storm, the heat blazes and the people groan. A fiery glow burns within the raging storm. After the haze had lifted at noon, he made fires blaze. He locked up the day and the rising of the bright sun together with the good storm. In the land he did not let the bright sun rise. It shone like the evening star. In the delightful night, the time when coolness sets in, he redoubled the south wind. The scorching potsherds made the dust glow and the people groan. He swept the winds over the black-haired people and the people groan. Sumer was overturned by a snare and the people groan. It attacked the land and devoured it completely. Tears cannot influence the bitter storm and the people groan. The reaping storm dragged across the land. Like a flood storm, it completely destroyed the city. The storm that annihilates the land silenced the city. The storm that will make anything vanish came doing evil. The storm blazing like fire performed its task upon the people. The storm ordered by Enlilian hate. The storm which wears away the land covered Ur like a garment was spread out over it like linen. And the chorus, the storm, like a lion, has attacked unceasingly, and the people groan. Verse. Then the storm was removed from the city, that city reduced to ruined mounds. It was removed from Father Nana's city, reduced to ruined mounds, and the people groan. Then the storm was taken from the land, and the people groan. Its people littered its outskirts just as if they might have been broken pot shards. Breaches had been made in its walls, and the people groan. On its lofty city gates, where walks had been taken, corpses were piled. On its boulevards, where festivals had been held, heads lay scattered. In all its streets, where walks had been taken, corpses were piled. In its places where the dances of the land had taken place, people were stacked in heaps. They made the blood of the land flow down the wadis like copper or tin. Its corpses, like fat left in the sun, melted away of themselves. The heads of its men, slain by the axe, were not covered with a cloth. Like a gazelle caught in a trap, their mouths bit the dust. Men struck down by the spear were not bound with bandages, as if in the place where their mothers had labored, they lay in their own blood. Its men who were finished off by the battle mace were not bandaged with new cloth. Although they were not drunk with strong drink, their necks drooped on their shoulders. He who stood up to the weapon was crushed by the weapon, and the people groan. He who ran away from it was overwhelmed by the storm, and the people groan. The weak and the strong of Ur perished from hunger. Mothers and fathers who did not leave their houses were consumed by fire. 
the little ones, lying in their mother's arms, were carried off like fish by the waters. Among the nursemaids, with their strong embrace, the embrace was pried open. The land's judgment disappeared, and the people groaned. The land's council was swallowed by a swamp, and the people groaned. The mother absconded before her child's eyes, and the people groaned. The father turned away from his child, and the people groaned. In the city the wife was abandoned, the child was abandoned, the possessions were scattered about, the black-headed people were carried off from their strongholds. Its queen, like a bird in flight, departed from her city. Ninga, like a bird in fright, departed from her city. All the treasures accumulated in the land were defiled. In all the storehouses abounding in the land, fires were kindled. In the ponds, Gibble, the purifier, relentlessly did his work. The good house of the lofty, untouchable mountain, Ekishnugal, was entirely devoured by large axes. The people of Shemashki and Elam, the destroyers, counted its worth as only thirty shekels. They broke up the good house with pickaxes. They reduced the city to ruin mounds. The queen cried, Alas, my city! cried, Alas, my house! Ningal cried, Alas, my city! cried, Alas, my house! As for me, the woman, both my city has been destroyed and my house has been destroyed. O oh, Nana, the shrine Ur has been destroyed, and its people have been killed. The chorus, in her cowpen, in her sheepfold, the woman utters bitter words. The city has been destroyed by the storm. Verse Mother Ningal, like an enemy, stands outside her city. The woman laments bitterly over her devastated house, over her devastated shrine Ur. The princess bitterly declares, An has indeed cursed my city. My city has been destroyed before me. Enlil has indeed transformed my house. It's been smitten by pickaxes. On my ones coming from the south, he hurled fire. Alas, my city has been destroyed before me. On my ones coming from the highlands, Enlil hurled flames. Outside my city, the outer city was destroyed before me. I shall cry, alas, my city. Inside the city, the inner city was destroyed before me. I shall cry, alas, my city. My houses of the outer city were destroyed. I shall cry, alas, my houses. My houses of the inner city was destroyed. I shall cry, alas, my houses. My city no longer multiplies for me like good ewes. Its good shepherd is gone. Ur no longer multiplies for me like good ewes. Its shepherd boy is gone. My bull no longer crouches in its cowpen. Its herdman is gone. My sheep no longer crouch in their fold. My other herdsman is gone. In the river of my city dust has gathered, and the holes of foxes have been dug there. In its midst no flowing water is carried, its tax collector is gone. In the fields of my city there is no grain, their farmer is gone. 
My fields, like fields from which the hoe has been kept away, have grown tangled weeds. My orchards and gardens that provided abundant syrup and wine have grown mountain thorn brushes. My plain that used to be covered in its luxurious verdure become cracked like a kiln. My possessions, like a flock of rooks rising up, have risen in flight. I shall cry, O oh, my possessions. He who came from the south has carried off my possessions to the south, and I shall cry, O oh, my possessions. He who came from the highlands has carried my possessions off to the highlands, and I shall cry, O oh, my possessions. My silver, gems, and lapis lazuli have been scattered about, and I shall cry, O oh, my possessions. The swamp has swallowed my treasures. I shall cry, O oh, my possessions. Men ignorant of silver have filled their hands with my silver. Men ignorant of gems have fastened my gems around their necks. My small birds and fowl have blown away. I shall say, alas, my city. My slave girls and children have been carried off by the boat. I shall say, alas, my city. Woe is me. My slave girls bear strange emblems in a strange city. My young men mourn in a desert they do not know. Woe is me, my city which no longer exists. I'm not its queen. Nana, er, which no longer exists, I'm not its owner. I'm the good woman whose house has been made into ruins, whose city has been destroyed, in place of whose city a strange city has been built. I am Ningal, whose city has been made into ruins, whose house has been destroyed, in place of whose house a strange house has been built. Woe is me, my city has been destroyed, my house too has been destroyed. Nana, the shrine Ur has been destroyed, its people killed. Woe is me, where can I sit, where can I stand? Woe is me, in place of my city a strange house is being erected. I am the good woman, in place of whose house a strange city is being built. Upon its removal from its place, from the plain, I shall say, alas, my people. Upon my city's removal from Ur, I shall say, alas, my house. The woman tears at her hair as if it were rushes. She beats the holy up-drum at her chest. She cries, Alas, my city! And her eyes well with tears. She weeps bitterly. Woe is me, my city, which no longer exists. I am not its queen. Nana, the shrine her which no longer exists. I am not its owner. Woe is me. I am one whose cow pen has been torn down. I am one whose cows have been scattered. I am Ningal on whose ears the weapon has fallen, as is the case of an unworthy herdsman. Woe is me. I have been exiled from this city. I can find no rest. I am Ningal. I have been exiled from the house. 
I could find no dwelling place. I'm sitting as if a stranger with head high in a strange city. I am one who, sitting in a debtor's prison among its inmates, can make no extravagant claims. In that place I approached him for the sake of my city. I wept bitterly. I approached the Lord for the sake of his house. I weep bitterly. I approached him for the sake of his destroyed house. I weep bitterly. I approached him for the sake of his destroyed city. I weep bitterly. Woe is me, I shall say. Fate of my city, bitter is the fate of my city. I, the queen, shall say, O oh, my destroyed house, bitter is the fate of my house. O oh, my brick-built ur, which has been flooded, which has been washed away. O oh, my good house, my city, which has been reduced to ruined mounds. In the debris of your destroyed righteous house, I shall lay down alongside you. Like a fallen bull, I will never rise up from your wall. Woe is me. Untrustworthy was your building, and bitter was your destruction. I am the woman at whose shrine earth the food offerings have been terminated. Oh, my Agrincug, the all-new house whose charms never sated me. Oh, my city no longer regarded as having been built, devastated for what reason? Oh, my house, both destroyed and devastated, devastated for what reason? Nobody at all escaped the force of the storm, ordered in hate. Oh, my house of Suen and Ur, bitter was its destruction. And the chorus, alas, my city, alas, my house. The next verse is damaged but I'll go as I can. O oh, queen, how is your heart? How have you become like this? O oh, Ningal, how is your heart? How have you become like this? O oh, good woman whose city has been destroyed, now how do you exist? O oh, Ningal, whose land has perished, how is your heart? After your city has been destroyed, now how do you exist? After your house has been destroyed, how is your heart? Your city became a strange city. Now how do you exist? Your house has turned to tears. How is your heart? You are not a bird of your city, which has been reduced to ruined mounds. You cannot live there as a resident in your good house, given over to the pickaxe. You cannot act as queen of a people led off to slaughter. Your tears have become strange tears. Your land no longer weeps. With no lamentation prayers, it dwells in foreign lands. Your land, like... Your, your city has been made into ruins. How, now how do you exist? Your house has been laid bare. How is your heart? Er, the shrine is haunted by breezes. Now how do you exist? It's good a priest no longer walks in his wig. How is your heart? Its end priestess no longer lives in the Gepar. Now how do you exist? In the Uzga shrine, the priest who cherishes purification rites makes no purification rites for you. 
Father Nana, your Ishib priest does not make perfect holy supplications to you. Your Lama priest does not dress in linen in your holy Gaguna shrine. Your righteous end priest is chosen in your ardent heart. She of the Akishnagal does not proceed joyously from the shrine to the Gapar. The Awa priests do not celebrate the festivals in your house of festivals. They do not play for you the Shem and the Allah instruments which gladden the hearts, nor the Tigi. The black-haired people do not bathe during your festivals, like a time of mourning has been decreed for them. Their appearance has indeed changed. Your song has been turned into weeping before you. How long will this last? Your Tigi music has been turned into lamentation before you. How long will this last? Your bull is not brought into its pen. Its fat is not prepared for you. Your sheep does not live in its fold. Its milk is not made abundant for you. Your fat carrier does not come to you from the cow pen. How long will this last? Your milk carrier does not come to you from the sheepfold. How long will this last? An evildoer has seized your fisherman who is carrying fish. How long will this last? Lightning carried off your fowler who is carrying birds. How long will this last? The temet plants grow in the middle of your watercourses, which were they were once suitable for barges. And mountain thorn brushes grow in your roads, which had been constructed for wagons. My queen, your city weeps before you as its mother. Ur, like a child lost in a street, seeks a place before you. Your house, like a man who has lost everything, stretches out its hands to you. Your brick-built righteous house, like a human being, it cries out, Where are you? My queen, you have indeed left the house. You have left the city. How long will you stand aside from your city like an enemy? Mother Ningal, you confronted your city like an enemy. Although you are a queen who loves her city, you abandon your sheepfold. Although you are one who cares for her land, you set it on fire. Mother Ningal, return like a bull to your cattle pen, like a sheep to your fold, like a bull to your cattle pen of former days, like a sheep to your fold. My queen, like a young child to your room, return to your house. May An, king of the gods, declare enough to you. May Enlil, king of all the lands, decree your fate. May he restore your city to you. Exercise its queenship. May he restore Nibru to you. Exercise its queenship. May he restore Ur for you. Exercise its queenship. May he restore Isin for you. Exercise its queenship. And the chorus... My powers have been alienated from me. Verse. Alas, storm after storm swept the land together, the great storm of heaven, the ever-roaring storm, the malicious storm which swept over the land, the storm which destroyed cities, the storm which destroyed houses, the storm which destroyed cattle pens, the storm which 
burned sheepfolds, which laid hands on the holy rites, which defiled the weighty council, the storm which cut off all that is good from the land, the storm which pinioned the arms of the black-headed people. Chorus, the storm which does not respect. Verse, the storm which knows no mother, the storm which knows no father, the storm which knows no wife, the storm which knows no child, the storm which knows no sister, the storm which knows no brother, the storm which knows no neighbor, the storm which knows no female companion, the storm which caused the wife to be abandoned, which caused the child to be abandoned, the storm which caused the light in the land to disappear, the storm which swept through, ordered in hate by Enlil. Father Nana, may that storm swoop down no more on your city. May your black-haired people see it no more. May that storm, like rain pouring down from heaven, never recur. May that storm which struck down all the black-headed living beings of heaven and earth be entirely destroyed. May the door be closed on it like the great city gate at nighttime. May that storm not be given a place in the reckoning. May its record be hung from a nail outside the house of Enlil. And the chorus... Until distant days, other days, future days. And the final verse. From the distant days when the land was founded, O Nana, the humble people who lay hold of your feet have brought to you their tears for the silent house, playing this music before you. May the black-headed people cast away from you, make obeisance to you. In your city reduced to ruin mound, may a lament be made for you. O Nana, may your restored city be resplendent before you. Like a bright heavenly star, may it not be destroyed, may it pass before you. The personal deity of a man brings you a greeting gift. A supplicant utters prayers to you. Nana, you have mercy on the land. Lord Ashim Babar, as concerns him who speaks your heart's desire. Nana, after you have absolved that man's sin, may your heart relent towards him who utters prayers to you. The personal deity of this man brings you a present. He looks favorably on the man who stands there with his offering. Nana, you whose penetrating gaze searches hearts, may its people who suffered that evil storm be pure before you. May the hearts of your people who dwell in the land be pure before you. Nana, in your restored city, may you be fittingly praised. With this, the lament for Ur comes to a close, as does our episode. The oldest stories will continue next Wednesday, with a new chapter in the history of the ancient Near East. Thank you for listening. <laughs>